so good to be here absolutely oh man so uh so nice to uh be talking to you right now i've been on a binge watching your podcast so <laughs> uh, pretty surreal are you me- mentally preparing i am i am yes. yeah no I, I feel um i feel nervous but i also feel good i feel like um at that point where i'm able to more witness like there is nervousness more than like oh i'm I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm so scared. I know it's, you've talked about that. It's a strange. I mean, because I, I like when I went on Duncan Trussell's, I was super nervous. Yeah, uh, that was the first thing. First thing you said. Yeah, when, when I was going on um, Duncan's, I was super nervous because I'm I'm like a fan of his um, yeah. of his show of his um, his podcast and everything else, and he's just such a guy. Like he's funny as hell, and he's just such a down to earth type of guy. But I actually kind of liked it because you know we kind of dismiss feelings as people, you know, oh, I'm feeling this way. Oh, it's fine. It's, it will pass instead of just accepting the fact that it's actually a feeling. Um, so nervousness, I think can be good if you transform it into like what we're doing now per se. Yeah. Right. Right. And I've heard, um, you know, nervousness and excitement are two ways of experiencing the same like bodily thing, the butterflies in your stomachs, the heart beating, you can, mentally turn that into excitement absolutely i love that that's a beautiful thing um well this is a first for me i mean i i want to welcome uh jack corbett to the in my feels podcast um and i said i said to jack jack actually messaged me on on instagram um with an amazing i mean really heartfelt kind of true honest message which for me takes a lot of courage i mean i i couldn't do it and i have you know and i love that you did um, cause it really resonated with me. Um, is it okay if I read the message out Sure. on just, just so we can kind of get the ball rolling and people can understand kind of what we're doing and how we're taking in my feels into the next step. And I appreciate you and your time and for coming on and everything else. Um, so Jack hit me up on Instagram and he basically just said, um, he listened to the, the podcast I did with Duncan, Duncan Trussell, um, and everything, uh, you know, we spoke about on manifestation resonated deep with, within him. Um, I'll actually read it just, uh, I'm, he says, I'm moving to LA in a few months to pursue a lifelong passion of producing and beat making. And I've noticed the more I speak my dreams as my truth, the, the more, uh, opportunities arise. The most challenging thing for me has been living with family members who feel hopeless about life. My brother came close to an overdose, um, the other day. And my mom told me, um, that I'm screwing her over because she won't be able to afford to live without me. Even though I've, I've told her, um, uh, I was moving seven months in advance. My question for you is that is the highest choice to follow your own path first and foremost. My intuition tells me that it is, but it can be hard when I feel guilty that my family is not in a great mind state. Anyway, thank you for sharing your wisdom um, on Duncan's podcast and your own. It has really benefited my perception of the meaningfulness of this moment in relation to the success of my future. Um, So, I mean, anyone listening, I can deeply relate to that. And when I saw that message, I had to hit you back and was just like, well, let's have a conversation. I feel like we as society don't really do that or don't, you know, speak about our feelings or resonate our feelings and then speak about them as truth. And your message resonated so deep with me as truth that I just kind of wanted to get you on and speak about it. Um, but before we dive into that, I kind of want to, I just want to ask how you're feeling now, you know, thoughts, feelings, emotions, beliefs, create your whole axiotic exterior. So right now in this moment, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling like I'm in a very good place um, at the moment. I 
I personally uh, have like one of my practices that I've been doing has been envisioning exactly where I want to be in the future. And I think by doing that, it makes this moment right now just feel like just one piece of the timeline that's connected to that timeline at the same moment. It feels like a stepping stone, but then it also makes me comfortable to just rest in this moment and feel um, not worried about it going wrong and being able to enjoy it. That's amazing. I mean, we, I mean, cause I get, I, I get a ton of, um, obviously a ton of messages um, of, you know, people always separate the kind of manifestation tip from their actual whole life. You know, it's like, you know, the good things that come in, oh, I manifested that the bad things, oh, that's nothing to do with me. Whereas everything <laughs> is the man, the, everything is your manifestation, the way you look, the way you feel, the, you know, everything in your room is a man, manifestation of your whole life. So there's no separating the man, manifestation is the actual life. That is it to it for every, good or for bad, for good yep. or for bad. Um, and you know, going back to kind of your question, um, I hope your brought your brother's, uh, is he okay now? I mean, yeah, no. Um, so I had sent you that message when, um, and it was with, um, Xanax that he was using every day. And, um, I had messaged you a few days after the fact, um, he, I had just woken up to like a loud thud and I found him. He'd fallen into the bathtub. Um, there was like pee all over the floor. And he was like, I was, I thought he was, um, you know, got a concussion cause he wasn't responding to responding to me, but then I heard him moaning. So I pulled him out and then he fell to the ground, fell into the wall and um, he was unconscious the whole day. So that that's when I was feeling very, very um, worried about it. I, you know, I was wondering if I should call an ambulance. Um, and after I messaged you, I, I called my dad and my dad came down and we, um, we had an intervention for my brother. Um, but he thought it was complete bullshit. Um, he said that he needed, um, to, to be using Xanax for his anxiety. And, um, but I mean, he couldn't walk straight. he couldn't even like talk right. He was slurring so much. He could barely understand him. And he was just very, very angry. Um, and it seemed to be getting worse and worse. And he was saying that he was going to leave and start, um, just find a friend to be with and just start selling drugs. And, um, I, I don't, I've never been in a place where I've wanted to judge him because I see that everybody is in the place everybody's on their own journey. I don't want to project and say you're doing it wrong, but um, he had been just talking to me about how depressed and how anxious that he'd been feeling that in a lot of ways, it seemed like he was crying out for help. So I called my dad, he came down, we did an intervention, didn't really work. Um, but then a, a couple of days later, my dad came back and said, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to come with me to Nashville and I can, really help kickstart you into into a career up there um because living here in florida was like hell for my brother um and now every day that i've been talking to him he's telling me um never do xanax like it'll put you in such such a fog you're not clear-headed and um every day he sounds to be getting better and better so i'm i'm feeling very very good about him right now that's amazing that's amazing it's it's funny i mean how old is your brother um 28 28 so i mean I guess when I, I guess the, the positive is that you can openly have a conversation with him about these issues. 
Um, cause I know when I was growing up, I couldn't have any conversation, you know, you had my, my head used to be too heavy for my body cause it was weighed down with so much shit that I couldn't, I couldn't get, get rid of it. I couldn't get, get, get it out. My mind was always racing about usually about things in the past and the future when, you know, everything is created now anyway. So none of those have any relevance. Um, and just how, you know, open you are as well. And I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when we have these fears, um, whether it's anxiety or depression, there's always an absence of love, Mm. you know, um, and we have to, and that's what, that's kind of how I'm living my life now is I'm trying to lead with love conversations like these, you know, I love the message you sent me and I love us jumping on the podcast and I'm trying to forget about the fear of, because even me, I've, I've been pretty much over this last year, I wouldn't say recluse, but I don't, people can be disappointing. Yeah. And when I remove myself from people, I, I, I'm on my own trajectory. No one can tell me anything. And I'm just like, literally just the people that are around me are supposed to be around me and everyone else can just go away mm. as far as I was concerned. And then doing this podcast, um, I've opened myself up now, like for example, conversations like this and allowing people in because I'm now mm. leading with love. I'm no longer leading with the absence of fear or the absence of love, which creates fear and all these anxieties. And also being so anxious and depressed as I was for me, there was no way else I could go, but up. I felt so mm. low and I was attracting every single low situation that you could ever imagine. And this is what, why we do this, this show is cause I'm trying to, you know, you can't like, just like you, but you can't tell someone to do something. They have to do it themselves. Just like, you know, the situation you're in, you have to drive the needle for yourself in order for you to take a step back and help people around you. Um, because I've had the exact same situations, you know, whether it's family members or friends or anyone else criticizing what you're doing. Um, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. It's not really a job. It's, you know, get a real job or you're a loser or all these type of things. Um, and really all it is, is a reflection of themselves projecting on you. It's not actually anything to do with you. Um, and now I'm in a position where I have to help myself before I can help anyone else. Because if I'm operating at the same energy level as they are, then I'm not doing anyone any good. Mm. Yeah. And it, it sounds to me like you, you knew that you needed to create that space for you where you're only surrounding yourself with positive people because really who you surround yourself with is what your thoughts are going to be like. If you're only around negative people, you're only going to be having negative thoughts. But yes. if you're around other people who are manifesting or thinking very positively, that becomes your state of being. And then you can get to the point where you're strong enough to be surrounded by others who are thinking negatively. You're strong enough to be that beacon of light. You can still see through the fog yes, of absolutely. negativity and hopelessness. And, and you, know, you know, if you, again, family members, as we, when we had Gary uh, Vaynerchuk on, Gary V, you know, he we drummed home, don't be around people who don't make you feel good. And I know it can sound quite selfish, but if, you know, a natural trait of a human is selfishness. I mean, you look at children, children who play with their own toys or whatever, and another child comes in, no, mine. That's a natural instinct of, of you know, and yeah. we, as we get older, we, we shun away from the fact that we, it's okay to be selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not hurting anyone, but right now, 
The difference is you're, you're operating on a level of energy that now you're going to start to attract pe- like-minded people like yourself. And if you are attracting negative people who, who you're not in constant contact with, then that's you too. You know, that's the way you're feeling as well because everyone is connected to everyone. It's just, you know, the magnets attract what you, what you focus on and they don't attract what you don't. Um, so I think especially for, for me, uh, I can only ever speak for myself. So I'm not ever going to speak, you know, for, for you or anything else. But for me, the, the, the more positive situation, whether that is surrounding yourself with positive people, which you attract anyway, and it's picking up and letting go of the things that come in. So for example, if a family member, you know, makes you feel shit about yourself, it's not, it's not you, it's them. Mm. A family member doesn't believe in what you're doing. That's okay. You know, it's not really their business. It's your life. As long as you're paying your own shit and you're doing, earning your own way, no one can tell you anything. And that's the beauty of being an adult. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we form our own reality. I mean, but the difference is our reality contributes to the experiences, experiences of others, just as others, you know, as family members do. Uh, but every single one of our lives is unique in itself. And that's what I'm trying to drum across to everybody. Um, so we can help people to our best of our ability to, to you know, uh, whether they're in trouble or any of that type of stuff. But if we're operating on the same level they are, then that's not getting us anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, for example, when you focus on poverty, right, it brings more poverty. Instead of focusing on the resources that would help people get out of poverty, whether that's farming or you know, schools or education or any of that type of stuff, instead of focusing on the fact that someone's poor and then giving them money, that's focusing on the poverty itself, not on the actual solution. And that's just one example of, you know, the unfocus. And, and when you said, you know, you're in a senses too, um, I tell you a story I actually read in a book the other day and I wrote it down because it's funny because you messaging me and I was reading passages from this, from this book, which was, um, it was an Osho book or a Seth Speaks book, which are amazing um, authors, even though Seth Speak was a spirit who wrote a book through a person. And he said, listen to your inner senses, right? A boy was constantly scratching his head. His father looked at him one day and said, son, why are you constantly scratching your head? And the boy said, responded and said, I guess it's, it's because I'm the only one who knows it itches. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's so logical, but it's so true. And we don't, you know, and we need these kind of reminders to keep reminding ourselves that we are on our own path. And, and if we're resonating at a higher level and you're surrounded by people who are doing the same, you're going to keep lifting. And then you can kind of, you know, lay out the olive branch and be like, you know what? This is what I've been doing to get my mind right. This is, I do the same thing with my own mom. You know, my mom used to be super negative all the time. And, and I was like, enough. I can't do it anymore. I'd be on my way to work and and call my mom for hours and you know, this and this problem and this, and this is going on and this. And I was like, I can't do it. You're killing my vibe literally. And it it is my, you know, my own parents and stuff. So I started giving her techniques, meditation techniques that work for me. If you want to do it, great. If you don't, this is, that's, that's on you too, but I'm trying to help you whether it's breath work or any of this type of stuff. And that's the solutions to people feeling the way they're feeling. It's just up to them whether or not they want to do it. Right. Um, and now, um, how many times would you, or would you try to help a loved one before you say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to, not going to try anymore. Do you 
just give it one try. And if it doesn't work, just say, it's okay, they're on their own journey. Or do I mean, you kind of leave it up to how open they are? I guess it's situational, you know. Yeah. I've had friends and family members who have had, you know, money problems, who have kids or or money problems through thoughts, of, um, problems of their own, you know, like whether it's um, gambling or whatever. Um, and I would help you. And don't get me wrong, I, like if, if I'm in a position to help you, I will help you. But if I'm not in a position to help myself, I can't do anything. But if I help you once and then I give you a solution or, or, or at least an example of what you should be doing for yourself um, and you don't take it now, me, bye. Old me would have resonated with it. Um, and then I would have mulled over it like it's my own life and, and all that type of stuff. But now I have to. I have my own family. I have my own responsibilities. I have my own life. I have my own dreams, my own wants, my own emotions and feelings. So I have to focus on what's important to me while still giving them the information that I have available to me. But it's up to them whether or not they take it. Right. I love yeah. that, though, because, I mean, that, that seems like the highest choice that you can make in a lot of situations is just I'm focusing on myself. I'm focusing on myself because everything you're doing for yourself becomes what you can offer to others. Yeah. Now, now yeah. you're in a place where you, you have so much more to offer than back when, you know, you were with your mom and yep. you, f- you were in a very dark, negative place. And, and, and even hearing, you know, you, you, your mom is making you feel guilty for, you know, even though but you have to do what's right for you. Um, and again, she, the guilt is the, is the fear factor of it. It's the fear mm-hmm. factor that you're leaving home, you know, how she going to cope, all this type of stuff which then we have to turn around and accept people for who they are. You know, you can the whole point in you'll make yourself superiorly unhappy trying to change her to be like you. Right. You have to accept her for her. Then you're truly on the path of, you know, the higher consciousness, the higher learning, the higher attractions, all that type of stuff. And you lead with love. And if they still can't accept that. So, and again, energy attracts energy. So, with family members, we're stuck because we, you know, it's the name. This is who we raised us, all that type of stuff. Um, but if you didn't know that person, you connected with that person once, you'd probably never see that person again because your energies wouldn't align. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and again, we have to see parents as, because I, I, you know, I have a daughter now too. So life is not given by the parent, but through the parent. Mm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I didn't give life, uh, you know, I didn't give my, my daughter life. She came through me. She came right. through my wife. But we right. see, you know, parents see it as the opposite. I, I gave you life. You have a responsibility to me, which, you know, we do. Of course we do. Because raising kids yeah. is fucking hard. Uh, uh, Duncan, Duncan brought that up too. He uh, was talking to Ram Das and asking for advice. And Ram Das said the first thing you have to realize that that's the soul that came into the world. That's not your possession. Yeah. You know, but the, that's the mentality, at least in this society is that our child is our possession. We get so uh, the roles become so embedded into our identity that once our, once our children become adults, it's hard to break that connection, yeah. that identification. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I mean, especially with family members, lead with love. I mean, for, for example, for your brother, um, something I would do is do a group meditation session or do a group breathwork session. 
And, you know, because it's, it's very difficult. We're creatures of habit. So this whole lockdown shit and all that, this shit is like permanent in terms of, not in terms of the lockdown per se, but in terms of habits take a couple of weeks to, to generate. And, but we've been doing this shit since last March. So habits are now broken and have been, are going to continue. So a meditation center or a breath work, you know, I do the Wim Hof breath work every, every night with my wife. We do, we do like a, a 30 minute stretch and then we do the breath work for 10 minutes. It's like a, it's, it's guided breath work too. It's all guided. And then, um, and then we do nothing. We lay on the couch and we put our sonic sounds on. And then for 30 minutes, we are doing zero. Mm. And, you know, and, and that's how we grow as individuals. Mm. so if, if it, therefore you will give everything that you're learning and if they don't accept it then you do it yourself and at least you know that you've done that and you're leading with love and even though they're bringing you issues and dramas and all this type of stuff that's fine i love you yeah so you keep bringing up uh leading with love what is your definition of love i, I feel like everyone has a different definition of what that is i mean it, for me it's acceptance mm. accepting someone truly for who they are you know, and if it's, especially family members, I mean, if it's someone that you, it doesn't really matter. Um, love for me in terms of relationships, it's about finding a life partner. You know, society has rom romanticized love in terms of, you know, you know, the first year of your relationship is like explosions and love and this, and then it starts getting a little, little, little choppy. And then, you know, I've been with my wife now 10 years. So, um, and we don't argue. We don't, we, li we, we literally, we may have a disagreement now and again, but we talk about it and we have an honest mm -hmm. conversation. I'm feeling this way. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I need, I need a, a few minutes. And that's then we come beautiful. back to it. Wow. Yeah. And to me that that's love. I'm obsessed with her and, and, you know, I worship her, I, I, all that type of stuff, but it's, but it's healthy, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, and to me, that's love, you know, it's finding someone that you, you enjoy being with all the time. And even when I look back now at my manifestations, you know, when I used to work um, at Sony ATV, I was working all the time and I was out of my house at 9am and I was back home at like nine or 10. So I'd only really see my daughter for probably for breakfast and on weekends. And I was like, fuck this. I don't mm. want to do this. I yeah. really don't want to do this. I want to be home all the time. I want to see them all the time. Yeah. And then I'm like, holy shit, this is exactly what I'm doing. And I can trace back every single finite detail in my life to exactly where it is now and exactly how I'm feeling and exactly how I want it to be. Mm, wow. So you, you manifested this situation right now just by having that thought of, I hate that I'm not seeing my loved ones. Let me envision something better and do you feel like that's yes but it's also having the awareness to understand the power that you actually have mm. you know we're all powerful individuals one person can change the whole world by an unresisted thought and if you think about unresisted thoughts i mean for example you know that you have food and water in your fridge mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that, that's unresisted you know that's an unresisted manifestation yeah how how much resistance do you have to daily things? Daily thoughts. Uh, there's a lot of questioning involved, like a lot of uncertainty, but it seems to you that the way it really works is if you have a knowing, but we also grow up um, 
having our society's beliefs indoctrinated into us to the point that it becomes a subconscious thought. And then that's running most of our lives. So what you're saying is try to cultivate the awareness so you can let go of those indoctrinated thoughts and start creating better ones. Yep, absolutely. It's like, you know, I, I know you're, you're a, um, an up and coming producer and, and, and you're going to move to LA and all that type of stuff. So a lot of people worry about the how. How am I going to do it? Fuck mm. the how. The how will show up if you allow it to you know um and and don't get me wrong like i'm speaking these things and i this is the way i live but i still you know my conditioning as as a youngster you know i grew up with no money super poor you know government had to give you sneakers all that type of shit so i understand that side of it but Mm -hmm. if if none of that would have happened i wouldn't be here right now so i fucking love every single bad thing that's ever happened to me everything every single good thing like I, I adore it to a point where I'm like, I love who I am now. I love, I, I, I well, let's start with like, I like yeah. who I am now. I like where I'm going. I like the conversations I'm having. I like the way my mind wonders about the afterlife or what mm-hmm. happens when we leave this physical body or, you know, what my daughter dreams about or all, all these questions that instead of just, you know, being another example, you know, I was in, I was on vacation. I went to Mexico and I just got back. And I was so worried about, you know, Corona and all this type of stuff and which we should be because it's a real fucking thing and shit is, is happening. Mm-hmm. Not that I would know, by the way, because I don't watch any news. I'd, I, I didn't even know it was the inauguration until someone <laughs> mentioned it to me because I, I, I don't consume myself. And, I, and, I, and everyone's like, well, you should. But I'm aware of it because people will tell me, but I don't need to be consumed by it. I can help society by what I'm doing now. I'm bringing an awareness to the power that they have within each individual, but I don't need to be consumed by politics. And cause it makes me fucking depressed. Yeah. You know, it, it makes me, and if you read them, um, uh, I'll give you a reading book. Uh, Osho, the book of understanding. Book of understanding. Yeah. Literally one of the best books I've ever read. And it talks about politicians and it talks about um, priests and it talks about teachers and it talks about everything. And it puts it in such a, such a um intellectual way and so i've removed i guess you would say outside focuses i i I barely handle my socials now um just because i don't like what i see i'm not talking about messages that you sent me but in terms of the outside world you know i try and remove judgments when you see someone doing well you're like your natural instinct as a human is to be like fuck why am i not doing that so i remove that from my life so i don't have to not necessarily don't have to see it but then so i can train myself to uncondition all the everything i've ever been taught or, or my beliefs or my subconscious so it becomes a natural part of my life i love that you recognize that too because from where from where i'm sitting i see you as this highly successful person from if you tapped into that judgmental place, then from where you're sitting, you would see someone that you'd be like, fuck, I wish I was there. And that person's saying, fuck, I wish I, I was there. It's almost a diseased thought because wherever you are is never going to be good enough. Never, never. It's like, you know, you buy the house and you're like, oh shit. I, I you know, I live in a nice house. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, but I've, I've mentally worked hard for this shit. Sorry. Yeah. Now I work easy for it. I did work <laughs> when I used to work hard, I would get nowhere. And I'm not talking mm. about working. I, I used to physically work hard. Now I mentally work smarter 
but mm. I'm also now the fucking the bridge and letting the river flow underneath me with whatever I, I need to do. Um, and we also had to by wait, by saying that, are you saying that it's no longer about what you get? It's about what you're being when you say that you're it's, you're being the bridge and letting it flow underneath you. It's I've like heard... I'm, I'm I'm just being water. It's like mm. it's like if if you could f- throw yourself at the wind, just go with the wind, and the wind is your life. It's non-resistant either. It's non-resistant. And I mean, it. I, I'm at a point now where I can define how much resistance I have because I'm aware of the resistance that I have it within me. But then I question the resistance until it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then you start minusculing. Like, for example, I don't know. I was looking this morning and, and Bitcoin is down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, some money has been lost, but it's not. It's just it's not real. None of it's real. Even even the money in your bank account is a fucking digital number. It's not a physical thing. None of the, you know, so it's like, and you put things into perspective, you know, what is important to you and really, you know, write down what it is you want, because, you know, most of the time, I don't know what the fuck I want. And, and it, I, change, it changes every day. Yeah. That, but that's okay. Cause that's, that's evolution. That's growth. I don't believe we came from newts and we are who we are now. There's an element of evolution. I feel like, you know, and a perfect example is your situation is humans are born into situations to learn. That's why we have multiple lives. Reincarnation is real, all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Put in these situations to learn, right? Mm -hmm. And by putting it, you know, they say that there's, there's only two lives that need to be born, right? You as a man and you as a woman. Because you both situations, you're a baby anyway. So that's obviously three lives within two. But, the, but, this, but nothing is predetermined. So the situation you're born in is like, oh, this is what you're destined to be. No, because you can change your destiny right now in this second if you wanted to and if you allowed yourself to. So none of this shit is predetermined. So no matter how dire your situation is, you can change it. Now, I've, I've heard people talk about... Um that you can you can change your past as well as your future do you subscribe to that line of thinking absolutely yeah because we, how, how do you think that works because people think about like for example you know i i've lost people through suicide and through other things and i'd love to change the past in terms of that not happening and to me i don't you know the conditioning is of time as linear you know Events happen after one over another, but everything's happening at the same time. So, for example, all your reincarnational selves and all your lives are happening at this exact moment. Even the multidimensional you, for example, um, you know, you're you're coming to L.A. to make a, a producer and all that type of stuff. And then there's a part of you that feels guilty about your your mom and stuff. So there's there's another you that's probably going to stay where you are because you've put enough energy or emphasis into that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, but that other you is going to live another life and will probably tap into some other things. And I don't know, I haven't done it, but I've heard people who tapped into other, it's like deja vu. When you get deja vu, I've been here before. It's because you have, you physically haven't, but another you has. Mm. Because if you think, I mean, I don't like to use the word soul or spirit or whatever you want to say. There's an overall you and as in terms of the overall you as aware of all the multidimensional selves or the reincarnational selves. And we all came from the same thing anyway. And you can tap into that. 
into that information, into that education. It's like, you know, when, um, what's his name? Um, Albert Einstein would fall asleep on information. And then when he would wake up, he'd know the answer. So that we have this innate, if you want it enough, we have this innate education that is available to us, the vast. And this is why we're here. We're here to learn. We're here to experience physical things because if you can't experience physical things in non-physical form. And I read this mm. the other day, actually, because otherwise you wouldn't need to be born in physicality. You'd stay in spirit form. But then yeah. again, you know, people who leave physicality, when you hear of near-death experiences, they don't want to come back to physicality. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas if yeah. I would, I'd be like, fuck, take me back. Yeah, because I know what's coming after this anyway. Um, but in terms of changing your past, you have to... I, I've only been good at visualizing certain things. I'm not really mm -hmm. that good at, at, at imagining. My imagination is great in terms of when I was young, I'd walk to a nice house and I'd be like, I want that house or I want that car or I want that, that money or I want that. And then after you get older, those things don't really matter. But in terms of changing the past, you can do it if you visualize it. So mentally it will change within you. But again, I haven't really tapped into the actual physical changing of the past. But I mean, if you, if you did it as a knowing, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm watching that, that documentary at the moment on Netflix called um, uh, Surviving Death. Mm. It's just come out. Brilliant show. Brilliant. It talks about, you know, Check it out. people who have lost people and people who get me messages from the other side. And, and it's all subjecting all to themselves, you know. And I, I saw one dad who lost his daughter and he was describing how he knows he knows that she's here, even though she's not physically here. And she'll, and she'll leave him sounds, uh, signs and he'll hear her sometimes and all this type of stuff. And, and I'm, I'm like, well, is that, is that his manifestation of her being there? Or is she actually spiritually there? And another thing would be um, this one woman spoke about, she spoke to a spiritual person, a medium, and she, she asked, um, I need a sign. I need a sign from him to, to, to say he's okay. And the medium said to him, look out for red balloons. Hmm. So I think that night she went to sleep and she woke up and outside her window, stuck in a tree, was three red balloons. So, I wow. mean, again, like that's something that we, is that, is that coincidence? Whatever. Is it um, her manifestation? Mm-hmm which shows there's magic in the world anyway. Yeah. Or is it the actual spirit him sending her a sign to say he's okay? Mm. And at this point, does it really matter? Because they all, there's all beauty in all of them. And, and once you realize that every single thing is interconnected, then really what is the difference? Yeah. You know, that's another shade of you. Yeah. And, and I've studied so many NDEs. You know, I had Dr. Evan Alexander, who was a neurosurgeon, who was, you know, brain dead for eight days. And he was a fucking brain surgeon and he went somewhere. Wow. You know, and he describes it in his book, Book of Heaven, which is phenomenal. And he describes all of this type of stuff. And it changed his thing because, you know, science and, and I wouldn't say religion because religion is whatever. I say religiousness. Mm. The conversations we're having right now is a religiousness conversation. It's not a religious conversation. Right. Um, it's not defined by one thing. They all touch up on the same thing. Yeah. And he elaborates it so perfectly well. So I know there's the other side. My, my thought process now is not the other side. It's what's after that. Right. There's higher levels of that, you know, reaching the other side and then 
you know, I love how Paul's uh, ceiling um, yeah. explained it um, that it's all octaves as you move higher and higher. I thought that was a beautiful, beautiful way of describing it, yeah. but it's really just coming from one resonance. Yeah. Yeah. He can, and right. uh, the perfect example is Dr. Eben calls it um, the ohms, you know, the om. That's mm-hmm. what he heard when he passed over. And if you read like ancient, you know, ancient things of how we used to, how did the pyramids get built? There's, you know, rumors of a sound machine that emitted sound that made things zero gravity and all these type of things. So there's so many things we, we, haven't, dis, we haven't discovered. And there's beauty in that. You know, we see society as such a, such a heading to disaster. But I think it's actually heading into beauty. Because the more yeah. conversations we have like this, the better the world becomes. Yeah, exactly. And I, um, I've been listening through the end of or Noah's last uh, EP, the end of everything. And as I was listening to your podcast, I started realizing that that's a beautiful title because it's also the beginning of everything. Because she talks a lot about, um, she's becoming very observant of how she's feeling, and a lot of these. Um, just like terrible places that she's been in the past, but it's like by recognizing that, yeah, we can make that an end, but it's starting a new beginning. You know, it it almost feels like in this incarnation, in a lot of ways, it feels like we're in that place. Like you look out into the world and it feels extremely chaotic, but I'm still here with a huge smile on my face. Like I feel really good about where we're heading to. Yeah. And we can't be consumed by that that, because it's Mm. because then we become a part of it. But it's 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 there as a contrast for what we are becoming. Exactly, and that this- otherwise there would there would be no free will if that didn't exist, or not even no free will. But you wouldn't even have an understanding of what good is if you didn't have the what you don't want it to be to compare it to. Exactly, exactly, and there's beauty it's in like- everything. And, and 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 another thing too, which I read, which I think you'll really like, is hmm. the difference between action and activity. You know, like when you're, when you're yes. sitting at home and, you know, you're on your phone. Yeah. That's activity. That's plagueous. Not in terms of the phone, in terms of, for example, you'd sit on, you know, when I used to sit on the train or the bus or whatever, and you'd look out the window and, you, you know, I'd see beauty in, in, in outside. It'd be like, oh, that tree is so nice or the flower or mm-hmm. trying to innate that awareness of, to your whole surroundings. Or you'd see someone like reading the paper profusely and turn it over and do all this type of that's activity, right? We need to get rid of activity because action, yeah. there's, be- there's so much beauty in action. Action is, is a purpose. It's spontaneous. When I'm hungry, I eat. That's an action. Mm. When you find yourself eating, when you're not really hungry, that's activity. Mm. You see the difference? Yeah. And, yeah. or, you know, when people smoke cigarettes, that's activity. But when the purpose of doing something, for example, when you sit down and you clear your head and you make, uh, you make music, that's activity. There's purpose in that. There's beauty in that. When you're sitting around just, you know, whatever, the activity part of it, that's what I'm trying to bring to the awareness of it is more spontaneous action. Spontaneous to a point of, you know, I'm thirsty, I need a drink. Action. I see what you mean. And, that's, and it's non-resistant, like you've been saying, too. I've exactly what you're describing. I've heard in books that I've read, I've heard it described as the difference between doing and being. 
Mm-hmm. You know, these people are busy working hard. I'm doing this and it's a struggle. But if, if you're just being, you're being one with the process of like washing dishes, for instance, if you're doing it, then it's a chore. If you're being it, then you're, you're in tune with how the warm water feels on your hand. You're only focused on the one pot, you know, nothing else. You're just in that moment and you don't feel any struggle, but you're yep. still getting the same thing done. Yep. I actually read a book too on, on speed. You know, we're always in such a rush for everything, but what the fuck is the rush? I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're taught that life is short, but is it? I mean, I've been alive now for 36 years. To me, that's pretty long. Yeah. You know, I could live for whatever. I could not live any, any longer. I could live for another two lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the awareness. And, and as you said, when you're watching, being the moment, like I took, for example, I read um, uh, the speed book was about, this dad, the reason why he wrote it was because he was trying to rush reading his, his kid a night story because he had work to do. Mm, yeah. You see, that's activity. Yeah. And then he realized right. nothing is more important than being in, in that moment in the now and watching his son truly immerse himself and enjoy that book. And you only really learn how we should be through children. I mean, when my daughter laughs, she laughs with like a whole body. When she reads a book, she re- I mean, she's like, I'm on this book, I'm on this, I'm on this and this. But at every moment she's, she's in it. Mm. She's like yeah. fully in it. And we aren't really fully, you know, like I'm on this podcast and there's emails fucking popping off and phones and all that type of stuff. But I'm so immersed in this conversation. And that's how we should be. Like I took my daughter for a walk this morning and I was like, look at these flowers. And she was, she was like, look at the birds. And, it, and you don't really notice these things when you're outside or nature or any of that type of stuff. And that's what we need to get back to the awareness but within ourselves. You look at a kid's face that's seeing a bird in the sky for the first time and they're in total yep. awe. It's like, yep. we're, we're trying to get back to that place. Yep. Yep. And that, and then that's where we're at, you know, we, and that's where we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, how, how your relationship with your mom, I mean, have you spoken to her since have you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't want to misrepresent my mom either. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, we we have an amazing relationship and I think that's why it's it's so you know, this past year other than all the shit going on in the world has been really hard for my mom. Like she had um she had a tumor, but then she got that removed and then um she had a misdiagnosed foot break. So then they after it had healed, she had to get it broken and it's taken so long to recover and you know she's in a place where she doesn't feel like um she has money and i think she doesn't have any other family around where we're at so i think there's just so so many worries about what's gonna happen um that i i can definitely feel um just very empathetic for her situation um and i understand um you know when when she'll say like you know i i remember bringing up that i was going to be moving and you know she cried and there's a part of me that's like oh, can i just like tell you what i'm doing and you be happy um yeah. but at the same time i i understood where she was coming from and i do want to say that um i think because i was communicating with her a lot about 
what my dream was. It's like what I said to you in my message that the more you speak your dreams as truth, the, the realer and realer they're becoming. And, you know, I just kept bringing it up and talking to her about it. And now she's at the point where she's so supportive of me going out there. And she started to have conversations about, um, cause we live together and she's starting to have conversations about what she's going to do after this and move towards, you know, be closer to her sister maybe. So mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Um, that is, but that's, see, when you start living as your truth, the truth starts fitting around. I mean, it's the, it's the law of attraction. You know, if I speak something and I think something else, I'm sending out mixed messages. And in terms of like, you know, it's very difficult to define, you know, when people get sick or they get illnesses or any of this type of stuff, it's, it's the physical manifestation of your emotion. Mm. Wow. So, and you, I, you can't tell people who are sick, you know, mm-mm. it's, it's the, so you have to, I mean, especially in terms of your mom, you know, the, 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 the kind of the pattern that you see is, is the emotion with the inside of her, you know, uh, is, is coming out as a physical manifestation. So, and cause my mom was the same, you know, my mom, it, and I would have to sit with her and go through everything for example, when, when I used to, you know, go around our house every weekend and I'd, she'd always have these conversations that we're having now with me because I would always speak to her. So she'd always feel like I was lifting her up, you know, and she was doing the same for me because she's like my best friend. Um, and that's I think that's our responsibility, you know, towards our parents who have raised us and all that type of stuff. We have to raise there because, you know, they're from a different, different era, different demographic, different, you know, where spirituality or anxieties or depressions weren't spoken about ever into something that's so closed off. So we have to accept that notion of them and love it because it makes them who they are. Um, But at the same time, we are the new generation from them. So we have to expand their consciousness and their, their, their kind of life. And, you know, my mom has an innate fear of death and I'm like, but don't. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I'm going to see you, but don't, I mean, grief is different to, you know, I, I can say this now because she's still here, but when she's gone, I'm sure I'm going to be super distraught and all that type of stuff. But in terms of just making sure while she is here that, that she enjoys herself. Mm. Cause that's why, why else are we here? I mean, yeah. we're here to, in, to enjoy life. I'm not saying love it or, you know, I'm sure situations, all that type of stuff come in, but just, just like it at least minimum. Just like or minimum, minimum appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. we're alive. You know, I, you know, I, I have people who are right now in hospital and, and, you know, have, you know, all this type of stuff. So we have to, and I'm talking appreciation from a core level. Like I'm in a room, I have warmth, you know, I have water, I have food, I have, you know, love, I have a family, I have, you know, you just, if you minuscule it, break it down, I have a, a top, I call it a jumper uh, that I'm wearing. That's, you know, that I like, or I'm, you know, I have socks. Yeah. Or, you know, and then you start being like, wow, I'm actually really fortunate. Most of the world don't have that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And now you're in a position to, 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 especially your, I mean, the reason why I had you on the podcast, because the way you articulated the message to me, I understood that we are on the same paths in terms of, the way we think about life and the way we think about situations. Um, and this is literally our manifestations in terms of the people that you surround yourself with. 
So you attracted this conversation just as I did too. Yeah. Like you said, everybody that everybody and everything that comes into your life is you. Is you. So, so take that responsibility, take that power, understand the power and, and the beauty behind it. Do not fear it because it, it, there's nothing to fear. It's like, it's magic. Shit is magic. And, I gotta and- say, I, um, I had this, so I, I used to be, um, not spiritual at all. And, um, then right around the time I entered college, I had a really close group of friends and we started, um, tripping shrooms and acid sometimes. And I just remember that I had this one experience where, um, I laid down and closed my eyes. And then all of a sudden I felt, I felt myself watching myself as a little kid growing up through my mom's eyes. And I just felt how fast it was. It was so beautiful. I mean, I was such like a beautiful, happy little kid growing up, but I, I also just felt so in tune with what she was feeling and how she felt this, you know, cause death isn't just when you leave your body, but it's also when you leave a period of time. And I, I was feeling that deeply in her. And I think ever since I had that, like that experience showed me, um, you know, to be compassionate cause I could feel how hard, that must be, but at the same time, fear is, it's, it is ultimately an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to share that because that, that was such a beautiful, um, I love it. I mean, really Jack, you're a beautiful person with a beautiful mind. So, um, I think we should end it on there. Cause that was, I love that. I mean, I yeah. see it strikes conversation in terms of, you know, the visualization, leaving your body, all this physicality. Mm. It's time to start unconditioning the conditioning of, of everything you've been taught. You know, I never used to be spiritual mm. at all. And I'm, I, 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 I don't see myself as spiritual now. I'm more kind of practical. This is, you know, I, I have a be- very business sense of, <laughs> of, of what's going on. This is the way it is. And, yeah. you know, there is more to life than just everything we see here or on our phones or social media or any of that type of shit. Just look at the sky. Mm. Fucking yeah. You, you know, and, and the thing is the practicality of it. See, I break it down. We don't know if we're up, down, left or right. We don't know how big we are in the world, in the, in the universe, because we know how big we are relative to the next planet, but we don't know how big we are relative to the next universe. Or is there a universe within the universe or any, we don't know anything, but there's beauty in the unknown. Yes. So, perfectly said so thank I, you so so i appreciate much you and your time thank you man i really appreciate it um this is actually gonna come i'm gonna put this out next week wednesday awesome i'm yes, so sir. looking yeah thank you and if you need anything hit me up please okay thank Thanks. you i really appreciate you yeah i appreciate you too thank you so much cheers man take care cheers